Hello and welcome to Northside Now. This is the podcast where your lovable hosts take you on a tour through all of the ministries and the latest happenings around Northside Church to keep you better connected with your church family. I'm one of your hosts, Patrick, and with me today are Kevin, Glenn, and for the first time, Kevin Glenn. Ah, yes. <laughs> I've been sitting on that for I, weeks. <laughs> I could tell you prepped that one in advance. Well, how's it going, guys? Well, great. Did you work on that during the honeymoon? I did. Yeah. I knew, I knew. Very, all that driving. Very creative. <laughs> that's, that's the extent of my creativity. I'm, I'm doing well, guys. Doing well, other than the fact that the U.S. women's national team soccer team lost. But I will get over that. I'm shocked. I can't believe that. They haven't lost in forever. I know, you know, and I didn't see the game, so I don't know all the details, but. And they lost to their nemesis, didn't they? That's who they like played. Like the rest of the world? No. Is the, that the, the nemesis? No, they have uh, <laughs> they have the biggest battles with Sweden. Sweden than they do anyone else. They, well, they've they, knocked them out before. Sweden's knocked the U.S. out before. They're obviously good enough to yeah, they're good. beat them, so. Yeah, so, so it's, I'm sure they're fired up right now. Yeah. Well, we'll see that how the rest of it goes. Yeah, they might just you know score like eight nil the rest of the games. Yeah. <laughs> Get fired up about yeah, it. I got a feeling I, w- I wouldn't want to be the next team. Exactly. Exactly. Well, they're almost as good as the Lightning. How about that Tampa Bay Lightning? Man, loving it, loving it. <laughs> I have a. I, I went and bought a T-shirt the morning after the uh, the big win, and the T-shirt says "Cup Boat Parade Repeat." <laughs> so That's and good. I yeah, and I wore that to. My daughter and son-in-law came into town, and they kind of surprised me all with a late Father's Day present. Took me to Universal, and uh, so I was wearing that around Universal, and yeah, it was great. Were you getting several great. comments like, "Oh, I love your shirt," stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, really go kinda, bolts, da 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 yeah. da, and and uh, you know, stink eye from uh, people I assume were can, from Canada, probably <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it was good. It was good. Lightning, the Bucks. I'm rep- repping my Bucks today. Yeah. Um, it was good to live in Champa Bay, but <laughs> way too much concrete, way too much concrete. So I'm glad to be here where there's this, there's this green stuff around, you know, these <laughs> things coming out of the ground, yes. trees. And yes. This is beautiful. Yes. We have, you know, a couple of seasons here and you probably have heard about our infamous pollen that will uh, attack <laughs> later on in the spring of next year, I mm-hmm. guess. And, but yeah, is, and I, coming from Texas, all the trees was a really weird thing too, because it just was wide open. And yeah. Now you got trees everywhere. However, we're not as close to the beach as you are in Tampa. So there are beaches here. I mean, not <laughs> like, like lake, lake ocean beaches. beaches. No, 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 no. <laughs> beach not lake has a good beach. It does. Yeah. It's a little crowded usually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, nah, it's all good. I can always visit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, welcome to West Tennessee. Thank you. And we're glad to have you here. And so you are coming from Florida. Yeah. And uh, and even uh, being Tampa Bay, I think you told, said one time it where your office was, where you were a chaplain. Yeah, you could see the books. Yeah, we were right across the street. I worked at St. Joseph's Hospital uh, in in Tampa, and they were right across the street from one Buck Place. And so we were on the eighth floor. My my unit was on the eighth floor, and so you could look out and see the training fields. And cool. so it was cool every now and then to look and say, oh, one of those little people is Tom Brady. You know, <laughs> running around down there and then they say okay kevin we have patients you know, need to be taken care of you had the binoculars out yeah oh there he is yeah <laughs> that would be fun though yeah it was cool be fun well um we wanted to start just by today mm-hmm. by getting to know you we've been excited oh man, about you too. coming and yeah. we've been 
been like we had to hold it for a while and then <laughs> we could finally say it but it, um but we've been we've been really excited so how did ministry begin for you what oh, did, what wow. did that look like reaching way back and when you started and or when you felt your call to ministry i think everybody would love to be able to hear just a little bit of yeah where this started for you way back yeah i uh, well i uh I grew up in church, you know, but but uh, I was one of those one of those people that grew up in church, but it was it was all head knowledge, mm-hmm. really. Uh, I was 16 whenever uh, everything kind of came together, and that's when I really understood what it uh, what it entailed to begin following Jesus. So uh, I was a junior in high school. Uh, a friend of mine took me to a uh, like back in those days a youth revival. Yeah, you know, yeah, back in the day. Um, at his church and that's when everything everything clicked came together and so started following Jesus and for me um the kind of the call to salvation and the call to ministry happened simultaneously because I you know when the lights came on I thought I don't want anybody else to spend you know as much time as I had in all of my 16 years of wisdom mm-hmm. to uh, <laughs> to go any length of time thinking they were okay mm. with with God because they had um, uh, knowledge of yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, and proximity to God is not intimacy with God. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I I, th- I don't want anybody else to to go through this. Uh, I want them to experience what I'm experiencing. And so, okay, Lord, um, I, I give you my vocational life too. And so it uh, kind of happened simultaneously there at 16 and then started preparing, uh, continued to go to that church. Um, had just tremendous uh, mentors and and people to speak into me and and everything and then and then my grandmother you'll hear me talk about my granny a lot yeah uh, was huge massive uh, spiritual influence on me uh, my whole life and then just kind of kicked it into overdrive uh, <laughs> she was so thrilled whenever um, whenever I became a Christian so cool uh, yeah and then. Um, I uh, graduated from high school in 91. That's not 1891. It's 1991, <laughs> which still sounds really 19. Um, so, and and went to Bible college right out of high school. And that's where I met my wife. So okay. we, we met uh, my freshman year, her, her senior year of high school, my freshman year of college. And um, I had my first, oh my gosh. And my first ministry position as a youth minister of music and youth. Okay. Wow. That lovely combination. <laughs> uh, and I was, I was all of 19 years old, man. Yep. And uh, they wanted to make sure that we were at least engaged before they would hire me because they couldn't oh, wow. have a single man. They couldn't have oh, a wow. single man being a, being a minister. Interesting. I know. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and that, that's not the reason. We got engaged. Edit that. And anyway, but I need a job. Will you marry me? <laughs> you marry me, baby. God told me to tell you. Um, no, but it uh, it worked out like that. And she and I were married in uh, in ninety three, um, and been in ministry ever since. So kind of I've, I've done um, done music worship ministry, uh, youth ministry for eighteen years. First eighteen years in. And, uh, but that never stops. You mm. never stop being a youth worker. I'm no, convinced, never. you know, always. And, uh, done Christian education, um, uh, uh, pastoral care, spiritual formation, and then, um, uh, counseling and things like that. But, uh, yeah, started, uh, in lead pastor role in 2010. 
Okay. And uh, so been, you know, had the opportunity to go and, and minister in, in, in Texas and New Mexico and Missouri and Florida. And uh, now, you know, Tennessee. Well, cool. Loving Welcome. It. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. We're glad you're here. So, yeah, that's kind of the journey. Um, and uh, loving it. It's, and, you know, never a dull moment. That's for sure. And your wife's name is Serena. Tell us more about yeah. your family. Yeah. Serena, like I said, Serena and I met in um, 90, well, 91 on a double date with different people. And hmm. uh, so that was fun. Uh, and yeah, we got married in 93. Um, we were young. She was 18. I was 20. We were not in trouble. <laughs> and uh, it's, all, it's all good. Uh, I have two kids. Emily is 24. She lives in New Mexico. Uh, and Cameron is 20, and he's here with us. Cool. So yeah, Emily is a teacher. She and her husband both are teachers, uh, school teachers. And uh, Cameron aspires to be a pharmacist. But oh, right, okay. right now, he is a Star Wars aficionado. Yeah, I, oh. I still need to sit down and have a talk with him. Because I, oh, yeah. I I consider myself a Star Wars aficionado, dude. So you'll be there a while. I need to. I'm okay. I'm say. totally cool with that. And though. he has very very strong opinions on the sequel trilogy and and oh and so the, do I. The well, direction, maybe, the maybe direction of Star keep... Wars since Disney took it and all that and oh man. Maybe we need to have him in here on a podcast. We and do we just talk, have a Star Wars themed podcast. Oh, he'd do it. And, Let's and do it. We'll, you know we'll have Cameron and Cameron here. Oh no, please. <laughs> His brother Cameron has a, a lot of. Strong opinions about those literally things everything. Though, so. <laughs> yeah. Is Glenn, it? Kevin, Kevin, Glenn, Cameron, and Cameron. Yeah, yeah. it was meant to oh, be. Yeah. That's all go. I can so, say. Oh, this sounds like a talk show. This wouldn't be a confusing. <laughs> <laughs> and now over to you, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's a trip, and uh, so yeah, he's into that. Um, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Uh, you know, all, all those things. And I, I mean, I like he is our whole family is we're yeah. a bunch of geeks, man. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, if Cameron comes in, he'll have to bring his lightsabers and, and uh, dress up in his uh, Revan costume. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Ooh. He's got there a full go. on, he loves Revan. <laughs> I mean, I just finished thing. reading the, the Revan novel. Oh yeah. So yeah, we, we can have some conversation. He will. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> great. The force is strong with him. Well, one of the things that we've talked about for the last, <sighs> probably a couple months yep. is that we've been really excited for you to come. Yeah. Number one, we've talked about change and transition and how uh, that can be difficult, but it's a huge opportunity for something new. So we mm -hmm. talked about how like in California, I went um, actually it was in 91 when I was getting ready for college, Yellowstone had had tons of fires. It burned, but there was a lot of green growth. And that's, that's right. actually part of the cycle for forestry services is, mm -hmm. Sometimes you burn mm -hmm. on purpose to get some of that undergrowth cleared out and then green stuff coming back. But also just talked about how we feel this sort of wave mm -hmm. as the Holy Spirit's working through us that something big is around the corner. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really always important in the Christian life that you're staying energized, staying connected and sort of ride that wave of what the Holy Spirit and what God is doing around you to fit all the pieces together. And it kind of feels like that's the opportunity for Northside Church right yeah. now. And so we're so excited to have you here mm -hmm. and always, already feel like, wow, you're just a part of us, at least from the yeah. three of us, as yeah. we've yeah. talked about, just just the way it seems like it's a real good fit. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, yeah. right now, I'm just well, there's I'm this, ready to jump out. In staff meeting, exciting. Yeah, in staff meeting the other day, somebody described it as there's just this like bubbling excitement, which that's kind of the way I feel as well. It's like this sort of 
we we're not sure what's coming next, but we're all kind of just yeah. ready for it. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I and I think that's so refreshing because the opposite is oh no, something new, scared, fear. <laughs> um we we had a, a podcast recently where I talked to my, my brother as a pastor yeah. in Indiana and um he said that change is usually not um a bad thing. It's just a fear of loss. Mm-hmm that really makes people sort of scared of transitions. And so one of the things I think with Northside here, um, there hasn't been a lot of loss to me in the transition time. We're continuing to do the things we've done. There's opportunity for growth and change and new Mm -hmm. things. And so that's where I feel like from, from my own perspective, that's where I sit. Yeah. Is that there's this huge, awesome anticipation and for me, it's not like, okay, is, is Rev Kev going to perform or what amazing miracles <laughs> are you going to bring? It's just having another perspective from the outside, say, what well, here's where we could go. Mm-hmm. Here's where uh, the Lord's talking to me about. And it's not about you making, in my opinion, it's not about you making the change or making the difference. Right. It's about um, the leadership, but it's us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's we get the opportunity to do something new, to continue uh, you know, our role as Christians, but in this body together, that's right. Moving this wave, moving us toward what's next. Mm-hmm. And so I'm super excited, number one, to have you here, but to see what God, mm-hmm. uh, you know, lays on all of us to, to be about the next month, year, 10 years. Yeah. And that's healthy because I think, um, I, I think it can be really easy for a new leader to come in and, all right, wow, this is great. We change everything. Right. You know? uh, just just because. Uh, and that's not healthy because right. one, of the, one of the most important aspects of change is figuring out why something needs to either exist or cease to exist mm. or uh, be, be you know, tweaked or adjusted or refreshed or whatever. Why? Mm. There has to be a reason for it. Uh, and then on the, on the congregational side, it can be really unhealthy uh, for for a congregation to say, um, great change, um, you do it all, Pastor. Yes, you know, because <laughs> yeah. uh, that that's a recipe for for disaster and right. burnout and all all manner of things. So wait, you're not just going to come in here and just like fix all of our problems? No, just- <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Patrick. Oh well, I, I, you know, I, I can hope. No, <laughs> he's like, well, we were excited, about yeah, right? That. Exactly. Um, but but and and then then there's also the aspect of every everybody's in favor of change until they have to do something different. So there's that aspect of, yeah, we want change. You go first. Yeah, or, I want everybody else to change. Yeah, change <laughs> as long as it doesn't impact my department and, and don't move my cheese. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. uh, and, and so one of the, one of the things that, um, that I want to do early on here is, is do a lot of listening, a lot of learning, getting to know everybody, getting to know the history of, okay, you do this. Why do you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what's the reason? What's the impact? Where, where is it at now? And so kind of phase one of, of me being here is going to be a lot of listening and learning. Uh, and, and then once I, once we have that information, it'll be getting everybody together to, to look at it, to, to do honest evaluation right. and, you know, okay, so what impact is this still having? Um, what, 
did we ever figure out why? Well, no one remembers why. Well, okay, let, let's let's look at that. Well, are there better ways to do it? Mm-hmm. More more effective ways to do it? And even in those things where there might be a sense of loss, it's um, helping helping everyone understand that a lifespan is not a bad thing mm. and a, a lifespan is a very natural thing. And there, mm. there's, there's growth and there's a swell and then there's a decline and can something be rejuvenated or is it time for it, for it to be retired? Right. And how can that be done with dignity and honor? Not just, well, nobody's coming to that anymore. We're killing it. Oh, cause there's people involved and feelings and history and, yeah. and investment. So how do you, how do you retire something with honor and dignity and, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, it's, honoring its history. And yeah, there's that concept of finishing well, that's right. And, you know? Yeah. And well, so, yeah. you know, that's kind of, kind of what we'll, what we'll be doing, but I want to do that in a way that maintains and keeps our momentum. That, mm. that can be a hard thing to, we, we quote Ecclesiastes a lot, you know, seasons of life, yeah. but they're usually their beginnings and endings mm-hmm. and endings can be good thing and it can feel really tough, yeah. but that is the way God designed it mm-hmm. so that there are seasons to everything. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely hear what you're saying. And I think that there are, are bound to be things that oh, end. Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and because that's the way they're designed. Mm-hmm. They're designed to have an ending. And as we change, as the culture changes, as a, a body evolves and changes, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it should be something that we can embrace together. It might mm-hmm. be difficult, but that's why we're hopefully connected mm-hmm. so that we can relate with each other so that our relationships can hold us together as we're, you know, I think a lot in visual imagery. So if we're, we're going over a wave or we're, you know, whatever we hold on to each other. Yeah. yeah. We stay connected and that's how we ride out whatever comes at us. And what, what new beginning does that make a way for? Yeah. And that's the thing because it's not just, well, this is ending and then falling flat. Right. It makes well, like the, the metaphor of the fire that you were using it, that puts nutrients in the ground to make way for, uh, mm-hmm. what, what's new. Yeah. 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 Especially whenever families and people are so busy and oh, yeah. they get to really choose you know, they get mm-hmm. to choose and it's not just set anymore. You know, Wednesday night is not just church night anymore. And Sunday mornings are not just church day anymore. So whenever I'm having to make a choice, you know, mm-hmm. something that's new that's coming around, maybe something does need to go in order for me to make that choice. And mm-hmm. so it, it's difficult to know, you know, to see both sides of that mm-hmm. and, and to provide for that. So, so that's exciting. You know, the bubbling and, you know, the thing is whatever, whatever we change, we're going to do it together. Right. Yeah. You know, we're going to walk through it together. We're going to, we're going to pace it at, at a pace that, you know, as many of us as possible can wrap our minds around it mm. and, and be part of it. So, you know, that's how, that's how we'll go. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I'm excited I love to hear that. And I love tech. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I love tech. That and, makes, and, that makes me happy. Well, because, <laughs> and that's one of the new, that's one of the things that, you know, used to be the front door of the church was the physical front door mm-hmm. and no, that ship has sailed. So the front door of the church now is your, uh, your online presence mm-hmm. and your, your, your live streaming and, and, you know, your website and your social media, that's the new front door of the church and people will check you out maybe for months before they ever step foot on the property. Yeah. So, uh, you know, one of the, one of the things just for us to expect at Northside is that what we do digitally, that is going to be considered a campus. Yeah. Uh, we're going to consider our online 
uh, folks and online engagement, that's going to be a, a, a campus. Yeah. And online is definitely a mission field. Yeah. In it is itself. its own yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how we stay connected digitally is super critical for yeah. our spiritual life. That's right. And it's not, it, you know, what I love to talk about is it's, it's not just, okay, our spiritual life is over here in this bubble and the rest of our <laughs> life's over in this bubble. Oh, it's integrated. They have to be together mm-hmm. because that's the way we live life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And when, we, when they become separate is I think when we miss the total point of what a Christian walk really is. Yeah. They have to be together. Mm-hmm. And so digital is part of that. I mean, we've talked so many times about how the landscape of media has changed, mm-hmm. whether it's movies and not actually going to the movies anymore. You have HBO max or yeah. whatever it is. Um, you know, podcasts, the whole world of all these yeah. things and how much more p- powerful and strong is our Christian walk and witness. If we are leveraging those things and referring to those things, it's not that they're separate because yep. one of the things that, I think we have a huge opportunity as each individual Christian is how we're, how we're talking to people who aren't either believers or connected to a a spiritual group. Mm -hmm. Because to your point earlier, how can we not um, be concerned about people's ultimate relationship with Christ and Mm -hmm. salvation? Yeah. And it's one of those things we talked about recently is when you're sharing your life, sharing your, your witness, if you want to use churchy words, um, <laughs> it, it should be something you can't help but not talk about mm-hmm. or can't help but talk about. There I think go. is what, yeah, what I should go. have said there. Yeah, <laughs> I lost track of all those, <laughs> the negatives. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I think that's a fantastic thing to be talking within the framework of, of where we live. You know, mm-hmm. where we've talked about on this podcast, it's talking to people where they are. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, the church utilizing things that are new is not new. Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah. No. That's, so yeah. we, we didn't, you know, at Northside, if, you know, this podcast, um, live streaming and, and Northside taking advantage of new tech is not a new thing in the life and history of the church because uh, why, one of the reasons why uh Jesus coming in the fullness of time when everything was full and ready was at was going back to Alexander the Great taking over the known world mm. uh, then the the Romans setting up a road system and mail and and making it possible for the gospel to be disseminated that was a use of technology right and that was the technology of the day and Paul utilized that he went to uh, Mars Hill which was mm-hmm. like basically yeah. that's basically like broadcasting. And so then, you know, you have the church, uh, you know, I went to Fuller Seminary for my, for my master's degree and, uh, and, and, and Fuller was one of the first people to utilize radio Mm. and all they thought he was going off the deep end using this radio (laughs) for the young people, you know, and uh, nobody did it. And then Billy Graham and everything, and then they utilized TV in it. So the, the, the church has a history of utilizing the newest, uh, tools to spread the message of Christ, and each generation has benefited from that. And so there will be something come along that our generation uh, we'll have to we'll have to check ourselves in the mirror to be sure we're not. Well, that ain't right, right? You know, yeah. uh, you know we were we were there for the podcasting, but this newfangled thing ain't right. <laughs> no, no, no. We got to we got to check that because we benefited, and I think that's one of the things with change is to to help people remember because oh my gosh we have such a short attention span mm-hmm. squirrel uh, right. <laughs> and and everything we tend to forget 
the sacrifices that were made for us to ben- uh, that we benefited from from previous generations and to remind people that you know what uh, somebody somebody uh, gave up maybe something they were comfortable with so that you could find your way into the kingdom. And yeah. now it's your turn. Mm-hmm. And so you're up next. And so that's why one of those things, uh, when it comes to church longevity, I think the longer that you were part of a church, the fewer rights you have and the more responsibility you have. Mm-hmm. The people with yeah. the most rights are the people who are who are just walking in the door. They have all the rights. And me as a lead pastor, I have the fewest rights. Mm. I have the most responsibility. And so my responsibility is to be the lead host, not mm. not the lead guest, right. the, the lead host. And I think the longer you're part of a, of a church or an organization or nonprofit or, or you know whatever you're doing to help people, longevity doesn't give you more rights. Longevity gives you more responsibility. And you are responsible for the, those people that haven't even shown up yet. So that's the thing that, you know, church is about the only entity that exists for the people who aren't there yet. I love that. So anyway, um, all right, I, I'll, I'll stop talking for a minute. <laughs> oh, that's great. And you, you think about Jesus, you know, he called a bunch of fishermen. That's a good idea. Yeah. Let's, do that. Yeah, let's, do that. let's do that. Yeah. And he called a bunch of fishermen, but he didn't say, all right, and y'all thanks, thanks for coming because, you know, you're fishermen and let's go fish for people. But he got in the boat with them. Mm-hmm. You know, he went and hung out with them. And he learned how to fish. And I think, you know, when he realized like, you know, as I talk really loud, it hits that water and those multitudes can hear me a little better. And, mm-hmm. and you stop and think about just some of that time together. It's where relationally, yeah. he was where the people were. He was where they knew they were skilled. He was knew where they were comfortable. Because mm-hmm. um, after he was gone, you know, they went back to fishing. You know, they were like, let's go do something comfortable. But yeah, I love what you just said. Well, and if we believe that God is the creator, and we do, mm-hmm. but since we believe God is the creator and one of his attributes is creativity, and it's an attribute that we can participate in, then we utilize and leverage that creativity for his glory and for mm-hmm. the the furthering of his kingdom. And so really it becomes then an issue of stewardship. Mm-hmm. What are we doing to be good stewards of the opportunities we have in front of us and utilizing and doing whatever it takes? Yeah. Yeah. So. Good. I love that point of view. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> And now, now it's just, you know, can you get that done by next week? Oh, man, I'm going to work on that. <laughs> Yeah. No pressure or anything. No pressure. <laughs> I'll give it to Daphne. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> you need anything done, just give it to Daphne. Daphne. <laughs> She'll appreciate that we said that. Yeah. <laughs> what, um, so what, how would you describe your preaching style? I mean, and, and you, you're going to take a couple of weeks and kind of see how things go or whatever, but how would you describe your preaching style? Are you... Oh man! I'm going to stand behind the pulpit and hold this, or no? Because we kind of need to know it? for live streaming, you know. Yeah, prepared <laughs> yeah. with no, Steadicam, and yeah. Like, <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm because I'm because I like tech, and I'm, and I'm kind of, I'm tech savvy enough to be dangerous, but I, no, I'm tech savvy enough to be able to convey what what I like and what I want, right? And, and you know, and but but it's probably not a good idea for me to, to push buttons, you know? Um, and I'm good with that because I'll say, okay, where's my box? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, yeah. just put tape on the ground. All right, I'll, I'll stay in my box because I do want to move around, but I'm also aware of my environment. So probably in the traditional service, it'll be the same sermon and it'll be the same me, but I do adapt, mm. you know, mm-hmm. basically because every single service is going to have a different personality. Even right. the two traditional services will not be the yeah. same animal. Yeah. And, uh, and then the modern service, you know, it, its own thing too. So, um, 
no, my, my, but my style overall is I kind of preach just like I'm talking to you right now. Mm. But overall, the, the way that I approach things is, um, uh, I use the word epic mm. and I mean, that sounds a little conceited. I'm not saying my sermons are epic, but <laughs> mm-hmm. no, uh, the E is experiential because I don't want people to just show up and watch a per watch a talking head. Mm. Um, yeah. Somebody in one of my previous churches said, Kevin, I can't just listen to your sermons. I got to deal with them. Mm. And, you know, I want you walking out of here dealing with it because you've had an, not an experience with Kevin. Right. Yeah. Um, you've had an experience with the spirit of God and, and there is something in that message that is going to get to you and get at you, have you thinking or feeling or whatever. Um, and so an experiential way P is uh, participatory. Uh, I don't want you to just get through a sermon. I want you to get into it. Mm. Uh, and so I, I try to design things, whether they're uh, learning anim- elements, um, discussion questions, uh, different things to do, sometimes even within the message itself, um, where you can participate and respond in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the eye is image rich because we don't th- we really don't think in words, even though we use words, we think in pictures and images. And so I will use images. Um, I'm a little bit of a nerd in this regard. I think too many Christians and uh, Americans in general, but Christian Americans in particular, have have lost our grasp of art. Mm. And and so I like to my little uh, my little hidden agenda at times. Well, I guess it's not hidden now. Um, <laughs> I can edit is, it out. Yeah, don't worry. No, that's okay. <laughs> is is to use images that are that are artistic. And, you know, like if on, on Epiphany, whenever, if, if, if I preach about the, the arrival of the Magi, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use images of the different artists over the centuries that have painted the adoration mm. of the Magi. Mm. And because I, I, I want people to be familiar with these, because many of these people were followers of Jesus who were utilizing their gifts uh, to his glory. Mm-hmm. And I, and I want to connect us with our creative past, you mm-hmm. know, the, those creative pioneers. Uh, so I'll do that. I use a lot of, a lot of art and, you know, we'll put, Hey, this is a Rembrandt or this is a, you know, Da Vinci or whatever. Um, but you know, also just different types of images just because we, we need that or the words of the, of the, of the biblical text, uh, really painting a picture of what that would have looked like. Yeah. Um, so trying mm-hmm. to get people into the sandals. I want I want the images to be vivid enough that they can smell the dust. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, so there's that, and and then the C is connective. Um, I want to I want to try to address two questions in every message. Uh, so what? Why does this matter? Uh, you know, because a lot of times I think, um, and I've been guilty of this of you know, oh, there was preaching the truth. <laughs> okay, and great. So what? What difference does that make? Right. You know, it, it may be true, but does it stick? Mm-hmm. And does it apply? And and so, is it is it stickable? You know, uh, me, <laughs> meaning, sticky. Yeah, is yeah. it sticky? Is it a sticky, sticky truth? Because yeah. it, it's one thing for it to be true; it's another thing for it to be a sticky truth. Because then it sticks to you, and you won't let you go, and you have an experience, and we're back up to the top. Right. So you know, so what? Uh, why does this matter? And then now, what? What do I do with this? How do I respond? Uh, a lot of people come to church and they don't know, uh, they don't know, they don't know what to do with what they've just heard. Mm-hmm. 
And so some calls to action, some action steps, some, hey, if, if, if this is something that's really resonating with you, um, here's what you can do next. You can talk to this person. You can, uh, you know, text us at da 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 and someone will reach out to you. Or right. here's mm-hmm. this, so, so what and now what, um, that connects it to a, 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 a tangible next right step. Yeah. So that's how I preach. Cool. Well, you bring up a, a important thing about Christian action mm-hmm. and... Um, so many of us, and I think all of us could relate a time where we were just taking in and not actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's where it, it's where the gospel comes alive for me when I'm doing something, mm-hmm. taking action. And I've heard this concept of Christian action a lot, whether it's, you know, you just can't help a faith without works is dead, but that's just the works isn't outgrowth of the faith mm-hmm. it's outgrowth of the holy spirit working and we all need to have that action doing something mm-hmm. is super important and so i'm excited to be called to action yeah because if you don't you end up with a dead sea effect yeah you know yeah. The, the dead sea oh man receive receive consume consume um and so you know i again i i, I talk in metaphors so you got the dead sea well the dead sea is dead because there's no outflow mm-hmm. um and that's you know Faith without works is dead because if all you do is consume and there's no outlet, you die. Mm. Um, everything that's flowing into the Dead Sea is nutrient rich, and then it and then it goes somewhere to die. Mm. And so it's <laughs> something for us to remember. Or you know, switching metaphors. If all you do is eat and do nothing, you know what happens? <laughs> hey, expand your hey, horizons. Don't don't you attack know? me like that. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I'm going to have to deal with that now. That's right. (laughs) Take some action. (laughs) Yeah. I heard, I heard a friend of mine, he said, yeah, too many churches are, are, have become nurseries for fat babies. Mm. And I was like, oh, stop it. That hurts. You know, I know. I was like, oh, I don't like that. But, uh, but you know, truth hurts sometimes. So yeah, you get, you got to get up and you got to get up and do something with it and don't be a pew potato. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So you're in the process of, uh, you know, moving or you've actually already, have you moved everything <laughs> or is it still in two locations now? Maybe even three. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Everything, <laughs> everything is currently located in our rental. Okay. Um, and in that rental, most of it's in the garage. Got it. Uh, and the plan was because the market's so crazy right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm kind of like, and my wife and I both are okay. So we're looking at the market in, in Jackson and it's like everywhere else. Something mm-hmm. comes up and there's a feeding frenzy. And, you know, multiple offers and, and, you know, people trampling one another. Well, not actually, no. It's like Walmart on Black Friday. I mean, Friday market. That just sounds good, you know. <laughs> it's like the Tickle Me Elmo thing all over again. It's, it's just houses. But, um, and so I said, I'm not getting into that. We'll, we'll just rent. We'll wait for this madness to, to slow down. And so I was fully prepared to be in the rental, you know, for, you know, six months to a year. Yeah. And then, you know, but God, Mm -hmm. you know, right. So, um, so the realtor we're working with took us house hunting on Monday. Today is, what is today? Thursday. As of the Thursday when we record this. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be listening to this on Tuesday. Okay, great. Uh, What? No, I'm, 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 (laughs) I'm more. Great Scott. Uh, So, so yeah. Um, anyway, this past Monday, whatever date that was (laughs) on earth. Uh, we, we went house hunting and he, he said, Hey guys, I got a, I got a lead on this house that isn't listed yet. It's going to be listed. And he like, you want to see it? Yeah. 
So we go in, we love it, mm-hmm. love it. And I said, so do I have to wait for it to go live? He said, well, I don't know. Let me, let me, let me see. I said, no, if you want to make an offer, they said, well, they said, we'll wait to take it live to see what, you know, what they think. And I said, well, here's the offer. And, and they took it. Yeah. So yeah, no bidding war, no feeding frenzy. I didn't have to, you know, drop kick anybody to, uh, to, to, to do anything. Not that I could, I'm not intimidating at all, but, um, it, yeah, it was really a God thing. Yeah. And so, so yeah, we will not be in the rental very long at all. So we will move again, um, August 20th. Awesome. And that'll make Ish. y'all pretty much neighbors. Yes. Around yeah. the corner. Yeah. I know where you live. Yes. So, oh, so, so you're in the same subdivision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Have you warned him about Halloween and all the kids that attack during that time? No, because I'm, I'm still, because of the COVID year, I'm yeah. not sure I oh, fully understand yeah. what it's going to look like, but it is. It is incredibly y'all's neighborhood is frantic. Yes, I love it. Is the it is is the it's the hood for Halloween. People bust their kids over to that neighborhood literally, literally. Yeah, Yeah, you wouldn't be able to drive at all that night. (laughs) That's gonna be fun because I love I love to I love to whatever costume I have I love to you know sit out there and interact with kids, mess around with kids. It's it's a fun place. Well, you're guaranteed to have some fresh cookies when you move in. So just just telling you. All right. Our kids are fantastic bakers. They are. Oh, good. That'll they be awesome. And in fact, okay. well, I'll give you my exact address just to make sure they come to the right house. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't do it on air. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Ask and ask for cinnamon rolls at some point. Okay. Because those are really good too. Yeah. That's our segue. <laughs> One of our rich buddies, you know, went up to to space. Yep. So Jeff Bezos and- Is he a member uh, of Northside? Uh, not anymore. Oh, okay. I don't think. Yeah. Um, he quit giving uh, well, a long time ago. <laughs> he didn't like the new pastor. I don't know. We order enough stuff, <laughs> stuff from Amazon. I guess Fair he would be yeah, a, really. <laughs> an honorary member. Is that a, but this is the age of space tourism. Yes. You know, we've got, uh, Richard Branson that's been up now that I guess it's a technical definition of space. So you get up to a certain, it's like the Carmen line, I think is what it's called. You get past that, then you're technically in space, but we've definitely had, two of our most wealthy people up in space. It remains to be seen what exactly that means for the rest of us normal commoners, but maybe there'll be a coupon day <laughs> for only gonna, 5 million. That's going to have to be a really good discount for me to go. <laughs> it's like prime day. Maybe, maybe Jeff yeah. will do prime oh, day there for we go. prime day space. for your spaceship, but your black Friday deal. Yeah. But, you know, we, I've just, and I'm a space nerd. You can tell by my cup here. I but, love it. Um, it. It feels like a sort of a quantum shift in where space travel and, and technology has, has come in the last, especially five years mm-hmm. with Elon Musk and all this kind of stuff. I don't know what the long-term uh, significance is of it. You know, whether we'll actually get to the point where we go down to the, you know, like the old Greyhound bus station and buy a ticket to go to space or the moon or whatever in our lifetimes. Who knows? Yeah. But I find it interesting that since we've flipped the switch from public to private, that space has taken this really massive leap forward in terms of you've got a handful of companies for sure that are, are doing space travel mm-hmm. now, whether it's for commercial reasons or otherwise. So I just, I just mark it as this is a significant moment in time 
what it means, I don't know. You know, I can't really relate to Jeff Bezos and his life and <laughs> his space spacecrafts, but I just find it interesting at least to comment on. And I hope the teenager that went up there when prom season runs around, <laughs> quarterback says, you want to go to prom with me, some girl? And he walks up and goes, <laughs> quarterback, <laughs> I, I've been to space. Yeah. I'll go with you. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? Well, you got that. You got movies potentially being made in space. I mean, it's just. Yeah interesting yeah to mark the passage of milestones there i just read a book it's called spaceman by uh mike massimino he's a shuttle astronaut he mm. did a couple spacewalks and he was instrumental in the big uh repair to hubble several, okay, yeah. several years oh, ago yeah. and it's his autobiography and it's fascinating but at the, at the end he talks a lot about the the private industry he seems to be a fan, um, but I don't know how every other astronaut feels. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he liked the idea of them being able to, to do things without a lot of the budgetary constraints from, mm. from government and things like that. But, um, I mean, everything has an upside to downside. And his, his perspective, which I found, I found an interesting perspective, uh, especially in light of some of the backlash that, uh, you know, has has come up, oh, people are starving and they're in mm. space. Um, you know, his perspective was um, we explore. Mm-hmm. And he, he's all for we've got to continue to explore and, and, and go. Um, and so he really didn't, he didn't like it when NASA kind of became more of a taxi service for satellites and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm. He's more into the exploration aspect of, of space. And so he, he thinks that more of these private industries are going to push NASA to get back to the mission of exploration right. rather than, yeah. um, you know, transporting goods back and forth to the space station mm-hmm. and that, that being it. So I thought, you know, I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah. Well, and an ancillary sort of outgrowth of all that is all the innovation mm-hmm. and that trickles down. We've talked about mm-hmm. this before. It trickles down to benefits for all of us, Yeah, whether it be research that's done in space for, um, you know, bio, biotech stuff that helps mm-hmm. our quality of life. So it, it does have a indirect impact on the rest of us too, you know, in many ways, but that innovation um, idea does, you know, talk, loop that back into change and growth mm-hmm. and all those kinds of things. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to another podcast. Um, ooh, but they're not our competition. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, <laughs> now, I was listening to another pod- podcast and, and another Kevin was on there, Kevin Kelly. Uh, oh, yeah. And he's yeah. the uh, founding editor of Wired Magazine. It's kind mm. of a tech magazine and yeah. everything. But he was talking about, um, you know, driverless cars mm-hmm. and how that technology, uh, it, it's been it's been space, you know, mm-hmm. space exploration and, and the development of AI for things like that, that has kind of trickled down to give us this. And, but he said, it's going to be a really difficult choice for human beings because he said, right now you get in a car and you have at your command, um, anywhere from a hundred to, you know, 500, depending on, you know, how robust your car is horsepower mm-hmm. and you call those horses and they respond. Uh, he said, we're approaching a day where you will also have access to, how many minds, not human minds, but AI, and those will be at your disposal and at your command, and they will drive your car. He mm-hmm. said, but, you know, we've adjusted to 
having all that horsepower at our command, will we adjust to the those minds, that mind power driving the car for us? Uh-huh. And he said, statistically, there will be fewer accidents, but that's still going to be a tough one for a lot of us. You know, though, though he, he foresees a right to drive movement, <clears throat> you know, really? I have a right to drive. So you're not, you know, it's, it's, it, it is, it, this stuff, it's, it's fascinating and man, change is hard. <laughs> <laughs> For something see, like that, I see it, it, it will probably have to hold, let a generation die off and yeah. let, oh, just yeah. kind of indoctrinate yeah. the new generation yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No Get them used to it as they grow up and then it's not a big deal. So For Christians, it'll be Jesus, take the wheel. So Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's the it. ultimate AI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So all you car builders out there, there there's your first sermon. The na- Jesus, yeah. the ultimate AI. Oh, <laughs> the name of your the name of your AI program is just gonna be Jesus. <laughs> so you can just say Jesus instead of buying a right up there with Siri and Alexa. Yeah, instead of buying a Ranger or a Bronco, you'll just buy a Jesus. He'll hey. have the wheel. He'll have the wheel. I can hear I the commercial know. now. Just like a, a smart speaker. <laughs> hey Jesus, where's yeah. how do that I get like to a the- Babylon B article? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, the Olympics have started, believe it or not. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah, but it's soccer. Who really cares? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> okay, you need to back down there, buddy. Patrick, this is America. We don't Patrick care about soccer here. for the fencing. You know, he's ready for fencing to start. So You know, it was funny because my kids were, um, they've seen a few Olympics, mm-hmm. but, you know, not enough to, to, you know, not a lifetime of them yet. But we were going through all of the events that are a part of the, summer Olympics and things like fencing and I can't even remember all of them. I like more the, the gymnastics stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Swimming, track and field. Those are kind of your typical water polo is fun to watch. Yeah. Water polo is great. Extremely difficult to actually do. Yeah. I can tell you, Yes, but uh, I'm excited. I mean, you know, it's been a year delayed. And so that anticipation of, you know, hopefully it will still happen, you know, with the state of, COVID and, and rebounds and all those kinds of things. So everybody needs to continue being safe, but. Or well, have you heard they're, they're talking about how they're, they're already predicting that there will be an Olympic strain of COVID mm-hmm. come out of this because wow. of everybody from all over the world coming together. Mm-hmm. They're just like already saying yeah. this is going to be a thing. They're going to develop some sort of new strain of COVID. Well, I do with all of the different. Wow. Some of the U S athletes are not going because yeah. they've been um, infected. So yeah. it's, it's a reality that we're dealing with, I guess, but it, I'm just excited to watch mm-hmm. be a spectator. It's yeah. It'd be fun. I can watch it on TV and not actually have to be there and well, get and COVID. <laughs> the, the reality is you probably can't be there anyway, cause they're not having yeah, a lot true. of spectators, but that'll be, that'll be different. You know, a track and field mm-hmm. event with nobody in the stands. Ah, they'll probably that. throw those cardboard cutouts up there again. <laughs> Get the piped in cheers. That was we the got used to that. Thing. <laughs> oh, it was horrible. Thing. Well, I won't yeah, I don't know if we got used to it, but right. it happened for a while. And I wonder what will be like the new sport. Remember in the Winter Olympics a few years ago when curling took off and everybody just was curling crazy? Right. <laughs> I wonder what will, will be that sport this year if there'll be one. Professional wrestling. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Interesting thought there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Interesting thought. They'll get judged not, on their I, performance. Yeah, their, <laughs> I am not. I'm not serious, but that <laughs> well, that, they, that you, could. You know, they already have all kinds of. Uh, that's one of the things I guess that I was reminded of and surprised of all these uh, martial arts that mm-hmm. are yeah probably, they do so taekwondo mm-hmm. and jujitsu and judo karate karate. There's like three or four of them yeah. that are Olympic sports. Yeah. Now I don't know. There's some that are metal and some that aren't, but yeah, it's like that exhibition mm-hmm. kind of sport thing. So, is skateboarding a summer sport? Because I know snowboarding. Is I a think winter. they, I think they did add it. I think so. I think it's this year, or was it the mm. last Olympics that they added? There is a there is a skateboard thing mm. they do. So, I think so. I'm pretty sure they need to add chess. <laughs> chess is an Olympic sport. Something, and did, and something did with your golf? phone. They, did they add golf? Or is it coming? Golf is in there. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. But I think disc golf maybe might be the next thing. Ooh. I don't know. Ultimate ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> ultimate Frisbee. There we go. <laughs> disc golf would be a good one. You never know. You I never mean, know. We'll start a petition. Change.org. I was just say. <laughs> well, there's something we do though, that we did with all the staff people, uh, Rev Kev. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to do it with you. Right. I don't know what we call it anymore. It's three for 30 or three, two thirty or 33. We're not sure. <laughs> it had it's been three for 30 more times than not. Yeah. All right. That's but it's been go. a bunch of different. All right. <laughs> so three for one time you said three for 30, and then you asked four questions. Yeah. Well, so we don't really know what it sometimes is. Sometimes it's a follow up question. <laughs> yeah. So this is, uh, this is just off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. All right. Favorite Bible verse. Uh, Proverbs three, five and six. Favorite Plus. Bible character. Oh, I'm going to have to say Apollos. Oh, yes. Oh, we haven't had that answer before. That is new. I li- yeah, <laughs> is Apollos good. is, yeah. I like where he came from and where he, kind of how he ended up in the, in the story. All right. And favorite book in the Bible? Favorite book in the Bible, Proverbs. A Proverbs purist over mm-hmm. there. Apollos is good. The funny thing, we've only had one person say Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's been pretty interesting. I knew that would be that, yeah. that would be the Sunday school answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, don't know what the que- I don't know what the question is, but the yeah. answer is Jesus. Always. Yeah. Yeah. David's gotten David's gotten a few. David, um, David is our leading scorer right now. See, I would think if I were to say David, my wife would take issue. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like that. That's you know, good. That's good. Or Abraham, because Abraham totally he totally sold his wife out twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, what? What? She's my sister. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Well, we're glad to have you on board. And I'm, I'm glad we're, to be here. you're going to be back. You're going to be a regular uh, visitor here to the podcast yeah. room, and so it is nice to have you here with us today. And and welcome to Northside. Hey, thanks so much. And for the listeners, if you have questions or whatever, you can email me at Kevin at northsidejackson.com com. thank you I'm a, i forgot that last part yeah <laughs> and if you have questions you'd like for us to ask him mm-hmm. um patrick how do they get those to us if they don't stump rev kev if they just want to ask a true <laughs> podcast question you can also email us at podcast at northsidejackson.com or you could hit up any one of our individuals uh, my email is Patrick at Northside Jackson and Glenn's is Glenn at Northside Jackson. So <laughs> we tried to make this as complicated as possible, <laughs> but you could also hit us up on our Instagram. It's at Northside now podcast. And yeah, we hope to hear your questions. What I'd be interested in hearing from people is, you know, I'm going to start preaching soon and everything. What do you want to hear? What yeah. topics do you want covered? What questions do you have? What, um, you know, what, what, 
kind of what are you what are you hungry for? I'd I'd love I'd love to hear from you on that. And in staff meeting the other day, I've already said revelations for all of you people who there you go want to hear someone new talk about revelations. I did. I went verse by verse <laughs> through Revelation a couple years ago. Oh, that would be fascinating. Yeah, so yeah. I still have all my notes. Every time we ask the youth, what do you, what are y'all interested in studying? That one always comes up. <laughs> always, it's just like a patented answer in yeah. there or something. So. Well, Patrick, do we have anything else coming up uh, soon? We do, actually. Uh, got a lot of stuff coming up in August. We've got our green sheets starting back. Green sheets, um, green sheets. August 1st is our promotion Sunday. Yeah. And so everybody will be moving up to their new Sunday school classes. August 4th, we're starting meals back on Wednesday nights. Awesome. So those will start at 5 o'clock, and then service will be at 6. And confirmation starts. And confirmation too. starts on the fourth. A lot of stuff kicking off on in August. So. You know, I've not been here for the meals. I've I've heard uh, wonderful stories, but if someone wants to get connected with that or do that, how do they? Do you have to sign up, or is you do? You know, yes, and there will be a sign up on on the website. Okay, perfect. If you have, you know, and I think Nancy Gay, mm-hmm. uh, it's Nancy Nancy at NorthsideJackson.com. She she can answer all your questions. I will definitely be checking that out. It's fun. I, it's it is really a great connection point yeah. throughout the week to yeah. just see folks and stuff. Yeah, L- last night was my first time being at, live at any service. I'd been you know checking mm. you guys out online, <laughs> um, and man, did I need the songs mm. and the messages yeah. in the songs. So if you if you know if you guys haven't checked it out yet, take it from a newbie. <laughs> it is definitely worth uh, worth coming out and uh, imagining that following a good meal. Mm-hmm. I'm even more excited. Yeah. Oh man, but, me too. Yeah, and then you can slide over to Bible studies, or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and children are kicking back up. I think that night too. Yeah, so. and we've always got choir practice going on on Wednesday nights as well. Great. So anybody that wants to sing, we're about to hit the go button here, and Kevin doesn't know. Rev yeah. Kev does not know what's coming at him. No, <laughs> we're about to hit the go button. Let's do it. <laughs> this is as quiet as Northside mm-hmm. gets right here. Yeah, and so. <laughs> Well, guys, thanks for uh, podcasting with me. Rev Kev, we're glad you're here with us today, and we're excited to see what's coming up next. Make sure you visit our website, northsidejackson.com. Check us out on Instagram. That's uh, Northside Now Podcast. And shoot us an email to podcast at northsidejackson.com. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure you never miss a show by clicking on the subscribe button. And while you're at it, if you find this show to be informative or entertaining, consider rating us on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Once again, this is Patrick. This is Glenn. And I'm Kevin. And I'm Kevin Glenn. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it worked. (laughs) And this is what's happening at Northside Now. (laughs) Bye-bye.